Hey guys, welcome to episode 18 of The End of Everything, a podcast where we do something different every week. Yep. <laughs> this week we're going to do a little bit of a tech news overview. So we've uh, yeah, basically looked at some of the latest news and we're just going to reformat it straight to you. <laughs> talk, talk about how we feel about it. Yeah. Where we see it going. Our feelings and emotions towards this technology. Yeah. How it resonates with us. Yeah, yeah, all the exciting stuff. <laughs> so, the first news um, is mm. in relation to our favourite person. Oh, please, say his name. Lord Musk. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> That's yeah. uh, Elon Musk, Elon Musk. For anyone who didn't catch that. Yeah, uh, so last week they um, launched a whole bunch of satellites, like 60 satellites inside of one um, rocket. Mm. And basically their plan is to make like a global... Um, internet service which is provided from space by by an array of satellites so there needs to be 12,000 satellites in total to create the kind of web of satellites that will then beam internet down to people on earth and you receive the internet through a pizza box sized dish is what they're calling it like a sky dish sort of kind of like a sky dish but for internet so the idea is that you can get high-speed internet to sort of anywhere in the world. I mean, this is crazy, isn't it? Because, I mean, this is like some real sci-fi sort of stuff, like mm. a network of connected satellites. That... You know what it reminds me of? What? Geostorm. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest movies of our time, yes. Everyone, That's not, probably where Elon got the idea, to If people haven't seen Geostorm, they need to check that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like, the fact that you're sending up, what, that... Thousands? How many is yeah, it? Yeah, so apparently 12... I think it can be, like, um, operational in areas because of their yeah. orbits around the Earth. Like, you can obviously... If you cover a band where most of the people live, yeah, then, like, you don't right. need a whole... You know, as many satellites. You don't need a bunch around the Pacific Ocean or whatever. Yeah, yeah. well, not really the Pacific Ocean. It's more... Because, obviously, if, the, if you've got something going around the Earth, yeah, it kind of has to go over the Pacific Ocean. Sure. It's fucking massive. It's more like... The poles. Yeah, yeah. So you have, like, orbits around... Of course, you don't need anyone around that rotation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gotcha. Because, um, I don't know, most people live near the equator, basically. Yeah. Population-wise. Sure. Um, so, yeah, they, I think they were saying that, you know, within 4,000 satellites, you can kind of have limited um, connectivity. Mm. But they're hoping to, yeah, get 12,000 as, like, the fully-fledged thing, and then after that, they want to do another 30... They've applied for a grant for 30,000 more. So it's, like, a lot... And it, to give a bit of context, like the, there's apparently about 14, 14 to 15,000 large objects or, orbiting Earth currently. So 12,000 is significant in it's, terms it's, of... It's nearly doubling what's up there. Yeah. And I think like, it's interesting to think, you know, and surely some of these things have to collide at some point, right? Yeah. So there's a bit of a issue with, especially in early in space flight, people didn't think about it you know, deorbiting things. So mm. when you launch rockets, like in the space race, they just launched and then they just were floating around and they yeah. are just floating around still. And um, so now they're more strict and basically when you put something up, you have to have a plan as to how it's going to deorbit mm. so that you're not adding to the space trash. But, you know, there's still a lot, of, a lot more satellites and there's still a lot, already a lot of trash up there. And basically when... If things collide in space, you can get a kind of runaway effect. Mm. As things explode more and more and more, you just kind of cover the Earth in a ball of yeah. junk. 
So what you're saying is is that it's basically another case of millennials cleaning up baby boomers' trash. Is that, is that kind of what you're getting at? Or? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, so that's what apart from it's very hard to clean up. <laughs> so it's more like just being burdened with it. But in saying that, 12,000 sounds like a big number, and 40, mm. you know, but space is big. Right. Is it? Okay. Okay. You know... Well, you know, because um, they're saying that astronomers are going to have a lot of issues with this, saying it's going to block out the night sky and, yeah. you know, um, affect with yeah their view of the night sky, Yeah, which is possible. But I... I mean, we're not expert astronomers, so I mean, I don't know how... I'll speak for yourself. <laughs> speak for yourself. I don't know if we, we're that okay, but... It's, it's massive, though. 12,000 yeah. over that amount of space. But I guess, like, from what you can see... Yeah, looking up at the sky, you would be able to see thousands and thousands of clouds. I mean, yeah, I don't know if people looked. You can see things like the International Space Station and large satellites. You, mm. you know, if you look at the sky, it's pretty easy to see them. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, Elon Musk has already like made comments where, because basically it's like reflection. You know, it's something. It's the sun reflecting against it and it catching the light and being bright. Yeah. So obviously it's not as bright as a star, but it's a fucking lot closer <laughs> than a star, and um, that's why you see it as a prick, a prick of light. Yeah. So. You know, there's solutions like even having the backside black. Yeah, sure. It could affect it. And the thing, yeah, people should go watch it. But when you, when they launch, obviously they're, they're basically coming out of the, the rocket and it's just a stream of satellites at the back because, and then they use thrusters to align themselves to all the individual orbits. Mm -hmm. So, and also raise their orbit to be further away from Earth. But when they, just after they launch, it, it literally just looks like a, a, like a streak across the sky and it is pretty like jarring you're like that's weird if I was an astronomer I would be annoyed by that yeah but I think people basically we just gotta wait and see like when they get to their proper orbit like how bad it is you know yeah 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 because it can kind of look quite shocking but yeah I think I think there's people are right to be cautious about it really you know yeah I, I mean yeah you have no idea I mean, it sounds like it's a dangerous thing it's like oh don't put more stuff up there but it's, you just have no idea but I suppose it is a thing as well as like you know it's not like you're polluting your county or your country or it's like you're putting something in space and that is everyone's space yeah you know? yeah well, I find it amazing that it's actually only the US government who tracks this stuff yeah like I mean, how they taken it as their responsibility it's well, like, I mean I mean I know why have, yeah. I mean they've they're, they're sort of the major um, yeah. space-faring country, you know, whatever, but yeah. it's, it's, um, it is international space, I suppose, so it's, yeah. it's kind of bizarre that no one else... Yeah, because actually quite recently, like, I think India launched a satellite, and they were used, they were, they were testing their, like, missiles to take down satellites, basically. Yeah. So I think they, like, shot one down, and, um, you know, it created a whole bunch of space trash, but, like, it's going to deorbit over months or whatever, but, mm. you know, Manassas, like, was annoyed at them because it's their job to then track all that trash that like, another country has purposely done, used yeah. to, like, test their weapons. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it is, there's definitely, like, a, it's a new world, like, mm. how you create legislations and boundaries and rules for space. Yes. Yeah. It's just, yeah, works on a different level. So yeah. why, why is Elon doing this? Why is he, uh... I mean, this is just another, sounds like another crazy Elon scheme. And like, okay, I'm going to yeah, change the world from using fossil fuel cars to electric cars. I'm going to get us to space. And now he wants to give internet to the whole world. Like, mm -hmm. is this, what's his reasoning behind that? Yeah, I mean, I think, 
the first part of the positive of it is that you know we we so take for granted our access to information mm. you know and there's like that people talk about the information disparity so i mean facebook have done had similar ideas to give internet to more people i mean from facebook's point of view so more people can join facebook sure but um from elon's point of view it's to generate money basically so he can continue doing his getting to mars getting to you know yeah. all these you know develop, developing all these things that he wants to do so sure and obviously communication companies are some of the you know biggest companies and most mm. lucrative companies in the world so i guess he wants a bit of that pie yeah so no, um, it's not move. yeah i don't know i don't really, don't really know how i feel about it i mean it's all, it's all good for us to be like you know because apparently it's not really going to increase the speed of internet for developed areas like mm. fiber optics are better yeah um but you can't lay fiber optics to you know darfield or wherever no you can't you know, like <laughs> yeah. or the middle i don't know the middle of africa or wherever sure, sure. so um you know i think it's kind of yeah i see the, i see that there could be benefits for people mm. yeah well yeah i guess that kind of leads us on nicely into uh what we're seeing at the moment with a lot of these like tech companies such as facebook and google and stuff and just how big some of these communication companies are becoming mm. um or tech companies these even, tech yeah. companies yeah um because uh, you know in the news we've seen recently a couple of um i guess i guess smaller tech companies being taken over by the large conglomerates i mean i suppose it's they're, they're tech companies in us you know uh Ado- visualization companies or art like creative sure. companies so adobe has been buying a lot of what well, has recently bought substance material mm-hmm. maker which is a i don't know if i had index and want to go with it but you basically a, a way to create materials easily for visual effects artists yeah. i guess is the best way to put it so adobe purchased that and people were upset about it yeah so it's basically i mean it's happening in all sectors i'm sure it's happening in um uh like sort of communication crm sort of areas and stuff as well but like you've always just got your your major um your major companies such as adobe who are, you know did photoshop and illustrator you know they are um becoming one of the large conglomerates in the um creative software sector um and yeah rapidly sort of um accumulating things like ar technology substance painter um and becoming uh if you want to be a creative person in the world you need to work with Adobe. They've got a monopoly over that, really. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Autodesk is another example of that, yep. which owns a lot of the 3D software out there. And it becomes, like, to the point where it actually becomes a little bit of a business plan for some of these companies to create a really good or useful tool within the creative software and to get bought out by yeah. Autodesk. So yeah. they just create something that's really useful and Autodesk comes along and just says, yep, we'll have that. Yeah. Um, and what you end up doing is just having a big subscription corporatization and lack of competitive marketplace and yeah i don't yeah again it's one of those things like google is you know Mm. great in the way that it's free quotation marks um and you get access to these amazing services which would if you were paying for individually would cost a lot of money um but i actually saw just the other day i think yesterday that they think they're planning on having a google bank next year so they're gonna have yeah, I don't know how that's... I mean, it could be amazing again. It could be like a, an international bank which you can just yeah. use anywhere and anyone can access. Oh, that could be kind of great. But it's... Uh, but again, it's, it's crazy, just like isn't it? more money for Google, more 
data, everything, yep. control of your life. And it, it's, um, I mean, it's worth mentioning, like we, so we're using all sorts of software at the moment. We're using Google um, that controls our sort of email, email and uh, gives us a lot of um, extra stuff alongside that as far as um, hosting little websites and PowerPoint and it's just basically your Office. Microsoft Office suite yeah. for free. Also um, business like um, search engine optimization, like business profile, like Google mm-hmm. Business. Um, YouTube obviously is owned by Google um, or Alphabet. And it's, but like for a small business like us, it is so great yeah it's amazing like it, it has helped us so much because it's like all of a sudden i mean our data is so much cheaper to us than real money at the moment it's like oh we'll happily you know give whatever yeah. we're giving but so because like, i'm definitely going to pick the free option over all of these companies who do a similar thing that costs you know however much per month or something like that yeah um, yeah, so in a lot of, yeah, like you say, in a lot of ways, it's a great time. Like, it is a great time to be creative now because all these tools are available. And it's a great time to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, really, because, yeah, there's an extra level of complexity, but your ability to put things out there is mm. so much amplified to what it used to be. And I think uh, one of the examples the other day was, um, I mean, just to show how, like, sort of scary Google can, can be for um, its competitors. Is um Google just Google just recently came up with its own sky scanner or um Google Flights. Yeah, I mean I think they've been developing it for uh, for a while. But yeah, right. Yeah. They've definitely come to a point with it. Where where you know you can type it into Google and it can find you the cheapest flight. And it's yeah. like how many companies does that happen to? And like ruin, you yeah. know. Like um, imagine being like sky scanner, Webjet, whatever they are, and all of a sudden you have to compete with Google, like the largest, one of the largest companies in the, the world. world. Yeah, the most profitable, I think. Well, actually, yeah. I think I heard that they had the big, the largest cash reserves of any company in the world, more than Apple. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, I mean, there's an example about um, Amazon and the diaper thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there were, Amazon wanted to buy this company in America which made nappies, or like children's diapers, and they were the, they had eighty percent market share and they were completely dominating that space. It was like diapers.com Com. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And Amazon were like, We wanna buy you. Um, they declined. So then Amazon just started selling diapers at a loss for as long as it yeah. took. Just making it super, super cheap to buy diapers. Naturally everyone went to Everyone Amazon. bought diapers. You know, a year later, two years later, they go back and um, acquire them for a tenth the cost or something yeah, like that because they just completely just lost all their business and yeah. they had to sell it to Amazon for a year like a tenth of the price yeah and that yeah it's it's kind yeah, of scary when the company scary. has that power yeah and it's yeah. also scary when you're trying to start something mm. you know I mean not to say that we're going to be something which want to you know but it's where do you yeah do you develop these things knowing that you're competing against a lot of people or do you just utilise what they're using but then you basically have no intellectual property really you're just kind of like piggybacking on a, on a platform I mean I think YouTube is a worth talking about it's, as a YouTube creator you are so reliant on YouTube and their rules and regulations and mm-hmm. everything that you really have no option other than abiding by those rules and mm-hmm. you know what they call them like the adpocalypse and all these sort of things where they were like making really good money and then Google just slashed the amount of money that they get and um, yeah it's it's yeah it's you know, you're not in a company where you can 
you know, talk to your manager or boss and be like, I've got a pay rise. Like, is this going to be consistent? It's just like, this is the rules, play by it or fuck off. Yeah. And now, that, I mean, there's all sorts of regulations as far as, um, I mean, not that, you know, we want to put, it, put hate speech out there or anything, but it, like there is certain <clears throat> um, censoring and all sorts of things. It's like, yeah, they, they do make the rule book. Yeah. And that's what happens is that, you know, these giant conglomerates, they can make the rule book. Yeah. Because um, it needs to be ad friendly and it's... And to be fair, like, I understand that as, I mean, I don't know if I do understand that. I guess I understand that, like, mm-hmm. you know, who's paying for YouTube to exist, you know, by proxy, uh, Coke or whatever. Sure. And, um, Coke want to only put their name on things that they see as being appropriate, but yeah, just, it's, it's just in this strange space really. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and because they because of the amount of content that they are policing, like they can only really use like blunt tools to do so. Mm. Like the, the only rules they can establish are rules that basically a computer can yeah decipher whether or not you're mic by those rules well um, another bit of news that just came out is that uh with the um the child what is it anti anti-child abuse um sort of content laws that have just come out in america youtube now have you uh, as a youtube creator you now have to um, label yourself as oh, yeah, my, all my stuff is child friendly or it's not mm. or certain videos are certain videos aren't um, and it's like there's no way a computer could do that no you know like it, it's relying on the content creators themselves and then employees to sift through all that information yeah. and deem it I mean right I, I think to be fair to give um, I don't think Google or Facebook really are being nefarious about it's a really hard job. I mean, I oh, think... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no... Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think there's, there's elements of being nefarious. I think the way that, you know, Facebook... Uh, or the, whatever the rules are made on how they harvest data and how they tell you about your data and how that... I think that was a bit... Yeah, whatever. It's, it's a bit sleight of hand kind of thing. Sure. But I think... Uh, yeah. If you, There's no easy way to police thousands and thousands of hours of footage every single day. And the same with Twitter. And mm. the same with Facebook. All those rules apply... Uh, but it's clear that some that everyone's just like I don't know what to do. Like the government doesn't know what to do because they aren't either don't understand it or don't know how to make legislation for this new thing. The people who own this company have just like come up with an idea and now are like some of the most are the most powerful people in the world. Yeah, yeah. And like that was ten years ago. And like if you're in that situation, you're just like I don't know. Like what do you do? Yeah. No one knows. There's no rule book. You know. Yeah. So it's um. It's really tricky. And there is no super villain at the top of Google no. and Facebook just trying to harvest data for data's sake yeah or like <laughs> manipulate people or yeah. you know yeah stop freedom of speech I think people aren't really trying to do that they're no, just trying no. you know they're just trying not let people come on and start raving about whatever they want to rave about mm. or like yeah anyway <laughs> but yeah it's, it's, it's interesting times yeah and speaking of kind of uh, Facebook I suppose there's a there's a new player afoot oh yeah as far as um I know some of you guys might have heard about it, but TikTok. Yeah. It's uh, pretty big with the kids. <laughs> I think it's been around for a um, It has been around for a while, but... Um, so it just makes you sound real old. It's, it's definitely getting um, more popular. I wonder how many people do have at our age. Probably a few, eh? We're probably just really... Oh, probably. Lame. <laughs> I could never... Like, I mean, but it's exactly how like, Instagram started, is it's just a you know, filter. Thing for the kids. Thing for, thing for the kids and it's like oh this is kind of cool this is like a novelty thing then people start using the platform for more and more stuff it, and it becomes a you know a platform of its own like Facebook or Instagram yeah. or things so like 
that's kind of what we're hearing a lot at the moment from like uh, LinkedIn and like sort of marketing advisors and stuff is that TikTok's the ne- next big thing as far as uh, becoming an influencer yeah. on that, you know, get on TikTok. Yeah, so yeah. basically you and I have to start uh, miming and dancing to songs. Dancing music. I mean, we've done that a little bit of that. Yeah, true. Know? Actually, we probably can transition pretty quickly yeah, to TikTok. Yeah, actually don't think it'd be that hard. <laughs> Oh my god. We could be <laughs> stop the stop the tape. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, but that, I mean that's kinda of interesting. Like the, all these social media just just comes in waves, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, I mean what they're saying. They're saying at the moment that LinkedIn is the Facebook of two thousand and eleven. Um, yeah. in that uh, from maybe from business I'm not maybe for business, I'm not sure, maybe, oh, maybe so. Business. But I, I think like as far as they're talking about organic reach so you know if you put something out on facebook if you put up like mm, this sandwich is good you know people beyond your friends would see that because yeah. it would just be on a big sort of news feed that you know your your extended network yeah. would see however you know it, that's impossible now on facebook if you put something out there no one's going to see it apart from your directly connected friends yeah so I mean, yeah, I think like you say, like Facebook is basically just a, a massive ad stream, you know, mm. intermittent, speckled with your friends' things. Yeah, but most of it is just stuff that people are paid to show you. Yeah, and um, LinkedIn doesn't have that. You know, there's elements of it, but it's it's not. Well, quite it, as, it will go that way. It will go it? that way. I mean, hopefully not. That'd be nice. Hmm. <laughs> but it's owned by Facebook, so chances <laughs> are. <laughs> I mean, Instagram as well is, you know, mm. I think. It, that the part, not the party's over, but again, you need money to to every every friends. third thing on Instagram is an ad. Yes. So yeah, like yeah. three posts from your friends ad, three posts from your friends ad. It's yeah. like a lot of ads. Mm. And when I think that's what's good about, you know, I mean, YouTube is pretty bad as well, to be honest. Actually, like every video you watch, you got an ad, got an ad, or, yeah. or two, but you just use an ad blogger. <laughs> <laughs> Top tip. Nice. But um, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's kind of interesting, but I was wondering if there's any news you learned about electric cars? Anything about that? Um, oh, actually, um, oh, back to Muskie. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. Um, he's releasing his uh, Tesla pickup truck, or like doing an announcement about it on um, next week, I think, 21st of November. Tesla pickup truck. So they've got that model... S, which was the original, like the sedan, popular one, like big, fancy, expensive mm-hmm. car. Then they had their model, well, actually they had the Roadster first, which is the like, oh, but yeah. that was basically a converted Lotus. Then they had the model, yeah, model S, which was the first like ground up car, which really like was mm-hmm. more driven to success because yeah. everyone loved it. Model X was like the big kind of like SUV with the big gullwing things. Have you seen that uh, one? Yeah, yeah. And they opened all funny. Bit off the top, didn't do so well. I think they still make a lot of money. I mean, they, but they cost insane amounts of money. Right. Model um, 3 is the most recent one they've released, which is just like kind of a cheaper, cheaper yeah. uh, standard kind of sedan car. Hmm. And it's doing really actually very well. Like it's outside so many cars in America. Like wow. it's pretty impressive to see, you know, a lot of people bet against, you know, you know like you can do that on the stock market. You basically buy, I don't, uh, I'm not going to do a good job of explaining it, but basically betting that the company is going to fail and you make money if the company fails. So mm-hmm. rather than buying a stock to increase in value, you kind of like sell the stock before it decreases in value or something like this. Yeah, right. I don't exactly understand how it works, but no idea. a lot of people bet against Tesla and it seems like they're doing quite well. 
but anyway. And then after that is the Model Y, which is kind of is a SUV crossover, so it's kind of like a slightly bigger version of the Model Three, I think, which is going to come out soon. And then mm. they're making this big pickup truck, kind of like Ford F one fifty giant American style Ute, and yeah. like Elon Musk said, it's going to look like um like a armored personnel carrier from the future. <laughs> So he's such a <laughs> sci-fi nerd. Yeah, like he, he just loves that stuff. So he's like hyping the absolute shit out of it. But I'm, I'm quite excited to see how it goes. Because another company called Rivian has um, their first car was basically a, a Ute. Because mm. it, it suits electric vehicles suit Utes actually quite well because they have great torque for yeah. like towing and being in, in off-road. They that you have the Rivian has four motors, so one for each wheel, wheel which is also great because you have really um, great control over the torque and, and so mm. you can like do minor slip. adjustments between exactly. each yep. and then also um, because of the way the battery bank is on the floor mm. like you have a low centre of gravity low or... centre of gravity but also like a lot of room to put stuff like it's quite yeah. a good utility okay because like it's just like kind of like a skateboard so um, the Rivian one has all these like kind of cool features in the front and all this stuff and um, wow and also it can be quite heavy so you can put a lot of batteries in it and it can have quite good range and stuff yeah so I mean, it just, uh, I mean, that kind of reminds me about what you were saying the other day, and, that, and maybe some people are interested in, say, in hearing this, but Tesla have a zero marketing budget, don't they? Yeah. So that they put, they don't put any money towards marketing, advertising. Yeah, well, they won't buy billboard boards or like TV ad campaigns and that sort of thing. I mean, yeah, like you say, I mean, there is some, they have a website, you know, that's marketing. Sure, you know, they have sure. Instagram, whatever. So there is How some money spent, it, yeah. but it's not like the traditional model yeah for sure and um but yeah i mean and yet and i mean maybe that's why i don't know it's one of, it is the largest and i'd arguably most sort of like a popular car brand at the moment it's very like it's very it's in the now i like, talked about it yeah though. yeah and, and i think yeah you know you're right it is interesting just how i mean we're talking about it yeah that's kind of it really yeah. isn't it and but it's it's become a I mean it's become a total status symbol. Yeah. You know, like oh, there's a Tesla. You know, that's yeah. and I mean the Model Three was is kind of notorious for being not that well made, right? Yeah, I mean I think the, te- the te- technology is very impressive because it's a Silicon Valley company. Great, um, you know, automation and yeah, uh, yeah. great power. The batteries are amazing, but the like actual construction of the car has a bit to be left yeah, to be desired. Like sort of part lines are a bit yeah. wonky and things like that. However, you know, that's mostly ignored by people who just love the status of having a model. It's like those are people yeah. who are just like, yeah. I want this because it's cool and new and I'm an eco warrior. There's definitely a bit of that as well. Definitely some of that. Um, yeah. And but actually again, like speaking of like well made cars like Porsche are releasing their Taycan next I think it comes out next year which mm. there's also been a bit of like um, yeah. uh, r- almost like rutting of the stags almost you know what rivalry. I mean like rivalry Elon Musk like oh my car's faster and like oh this is gonna be the this is the Tesla killer and all this sort of like shit but like um, <laughs> yeah. that um, that Porsche looks really amazing yeah because it looks beautiful it too. looks it's so nice mm. and like I saw a review of it and like inside it's just like you know Porsche make fucking nice cars yeah. and like as soon as they can yeah, yeah their batteries aren't quite as good like it doesn't quite have as good a range you know it's it's arguably faster who knows whatever it's the same speed yeah. <laughs> negligible but it is going to be a way nicer car you guarantee it and, and I mean this is with the point we're at where we are comparing 
electric cars as supercars like um you know people are getting so excited about the performance of these electric cars yeah. like, i think that i mean you listen to the what's his name jeremy um, awesome. jeremy clarkson just total petrol head hates anything yeah. electric and stuff like that like that was sort of five years ago and yeah. you know now we're sort of competing in the electric car market yeah you know? i mean i think that that argument's almost over in terms of like mm. um you know, electric cars are better, are better you know, yeah. better, uh, they're, they're faster, they're more efficient, they're, you know, in the long run, probably going to be actually cheaper to produce. Yeah. Um, but it took some, it took a lot of innovation and steps to get to that point, obviously, and like, I see Jeremy Clarkson's this point, like five years ago, electric cars were pretty shit, apart from Tesla's. Yep. Um, you know, the Leafs, Nissan Leaf is still pretty sh- I mean, you know it like goes like 100 kilometers it's like not that great you yeah, know yeah, like it's yeah. alright if you're just driving around town but you know I wouldn't get in this and leave no but um now like you, you, when there's like practical you know you, you, mechanic like taking up the mechanic sucks and like electric like you know if you don't know anything about an engine it's really fucking annoying yeah and um if the even just the thought of an electric car costing more but I have to service it less. Even that is like, yes, I want I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I've got a slightly less powerful one and I've got an e-bike. Yeah. Um, but I love that about that compared to, you know, my Nissan Cube, great yeah. car. Um, but yeah, the fact that I don't have to worry about the servicing, that I know it's going to break down, I I understand it's component <laughs> tree, motor yeah. there, two wheels there, cool. Yeah. If that gets popped, I'd fix that. Too fair, you probably wouldn't understand the component tree of a Tesla. <laughs> No, you wouldn't. No, you're right. It's a, it's a little bit more advanced than an yeah, e-bike. It's a, okay. All right. I'll do, have to do some reading up on that. <laughs> I mean, essentially, it's, just like, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I guess that yeah, the, the idea that you don't uh, don't wear down yeah. as much and it's um, it's only like what whatever like four movie parts, you know, it's like the yeah. drive shaft and you know that's kind of it. It's like cool. I'll just replace the battery. Yeah. You know, it's something I can get my head around. Yeah. Whereas a combustion engine. <clears throat> It's a bit out of my league. Yeah, and there's, there is... I think it'll be interesting to see how mechanics transition to electric car mechanics. Mm. Because, you know, it's going to have to happen. Yeah. And it's like a, it's going to be a completely different skill set. Electricians will become... Basically electricians, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, like you say, like a mechanic isn't going to fix the electric motor probably. It's probably no. just replace the electric motor. But I think... I'm not, I don't even know what, like, fluids an electric car actually has. I mean... I don't know, like coolant. I think they have to be cooled the batteries, and I assume that's done with water. But I don't. I actually don't know. But then water comes out. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, because of hydrogen, right? So no, that's not hydrogen fuel cell. I don't know. What was it? Oh, no, I can't think of something else. Yeah, probably comes out of an electric car. I just saw an ad recently where they're like water just comes out no that's what they're doing they're like feeding the exhaust into like a water pool saying like ah this water's still good enough to drink <laughs> a like, car exhaust yeah no, it's like <laughs> a, it's like an ad on um, a flight it's just like oh zero emissions and it's just like and yeah I think they're feeding it into like a fish tank or something and the fish is like yeah this is me I'm all good <laughs> <laughs> that's bizarre yeah that's where I got confused you know um, yeah so anything else Oh, is there any more news? Can we summarise the world of tech news? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I was going to talk about um, off-planet resource utilisation, but... (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole podcast on its own. That is a pressing issue that's on everyone's (laughs) tongues. Episode 19, you know what it's about. (laughs) 
tech news episode two. We're yeah. starting off with <laughs> off-world resource utilization. Oh. So I look forward to that one. Goodbye, listeners. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, well, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll um, see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.